So it's been a long time since I've made an episode. Um, I've been really busy lately with work. But that doesn't mean that I haven't been paying attention to what's happening. And I, well, this this episode is pretty much just going to be a rant. Just based on current events, what's been happening, and everything that is wrong with what's going on right now. Um, first of all, Antifa. These so-called anti-fascists are using fascist means to destroy Western society. They claim to be the people that are opposed to any form of Nazism and right-wing extremism, but they are basically mirror images of Mussolini's black shirt brigades that did exactly the same thing that they're doing now tearing down statues, kind of upending society, using strong-arm tactics, using the press to um, defame those who are opposed to them. They are pretty much the modern-day equivalent of Mussolini's perfect um, soldiers, but yet they call themselves anti-fascists. It's kind of funny in that way. You know, it's been said that the two greatest students of Marx were Lenin and Mussolini. And you kind of have both sides of the coin going on right here. You've got the Marxists, the neo-Marxists, using fascist tactics to get across their agenda. Tearing down statues. I hate that. Oh, I hate that so much. Look, I get it that these many of these statues were put up during the Jim Crow era to, you know, keep reminding black people about um, the way that they were oppressed and everything and Confederate generals. And yeah, that's bad, but you should have torn them down back then. Now that they're being torn down, it's like, wow, you're kind of erasing history. Even if you're not erasing the history pre-1920s or 1960s, whenever these were put up, you're now just erasing the whole time that we've had to look at these statues. Look, there is a statue of Lenin in Seattle. I believe it's, I think it's Fremont Park. I think it's called Fremont Square, where this statue of Lenin is. and. I am not a fan of Lenin. If you've heard my other podcasts about Marxism, Leninism, Marxism, communism in general, I hate everything to do with that. But I am absolutely opposed to taking down that statue. Because A, it's like tearing down history. Um, I'm just so against that because I'm a historian and I like things from the past. But B... They're also cool to look at. Statues are cool to look at. Um, You can go to ancient Greece and you can see statues of dictators, people that ruled Greece with an iron fist. 2,000, 2,500 years ago, no one tore down those statues and now they're just awesome to look at. And you don't revere the person that's behind them, but you just look at them and you go, 
this is cool. This is part of history. Who wants to live in a bland world full of postmodernist art where it's basically just like an upside down triangle with like fingerprints on it or something? That's boring and stupid. I like these statues and I think they're cool. Why would you tear them down? That's retarded. Don't do that. Another thing is stop picking fights with people that aren't on your exact side. Well, for one thing, look, the left likes to eat likes to eat its own, right? So there's a lot of moderate leftists who look at Antifa and they go, oh, that, I don't really like that. You know, that's a bit too far. I would never do that. But you know what? They are on my side. Even though they're kind of distasteful human beings, still, it's nice to have them around because these are the monsters that will do our bidding and they'll get our point across. But what they don't realize, these moderate leftists, is that if you let these people run amok, eventually they will come on, they will come after you. They don't leave any stone unturned. Their purity tests are unpassable. No one has passed one yet when the eye of Sauron has been leveled at them. And they are trying to destroy society, society that leftists like living in. It's not that it's not that leftists, you know, um, people in America, moderate leftists or liberals or Democrats actually want to live in a Marxist society. They don't. But they have no spine. And so they sit there and they won't condemn the acts of Antifa or if they do, it's kind of like passively condemning. It's not, hey, let's all get together and stop this because these people are against all of us. Believe me, they will come for you too. And here's another thing. Here's another layer to this whole 4D chess that the people who want this big socialist paradise, um, this is what they're, they're aiming for, right? They're using these useful idiots, the Antifa protesters, the blue-haired, feminist, trans, Muslim, gay, um, whatever. Pick your, pick your minority status. Pick your, um, pick your protected class. They're all part of this. Um, do you really think, if you're a part of this, that in the end, you will have a place in that society? No. None of these Marxists, the true dyed-in-the-wool Marxists, are going to have a place for you. You will, too be strung up by them, right? So think about the Bolshevik revolution in 1917. You had huge swaths of people fighting for the Red Army. They demonstrated in the streets. They fought for the Red Army. They fought for Lenin and for Trotsky. And in the end, what happened? Tons of them went to the gulag. These same people that sacrificed so much for the cause for for Lenin, for Marxism, they too went to the gulag. What do you think they're going to do with a bunch of trans people that were out there wielding um, wooden shields and broomsticks? Well, they don't like people that rebel. Once the rebellion is done, once the revolution has been uh, has been enacted, do you think they really want revolutionaries still around to question their rule and to keep rising up against them? No. Uh, These Marxists will take care of that. 
So they'll try to take care of us on the right first, but eventually they will come for you too, right? So, um, and there's other parallels to the Bolshevik revolution, the NKVD, right? The predecessors to the um, KGB, the secret police, they were called the NKVD and they had this saying, when they were arresting you, they would say, today it's you, tomorrow it's me. Meaning they knew that eventually their own compatriots would come for them eventually. And they just kind of lived with that fact. So Antifa doesn't even realize that they're being used. They're being used. Black Lives Matter too. Black Lives Matter, okay? Started by a bunch of white people. Um, there are black people in it, of course. And, and, and a lot of black people have jumped on board with support. And hey, great, black lives do matter. But here's the problem. You're being duped. You're being duped by a bunch of white Marxists who really don't care about black lives. They don't care at all. They've been using black lives. They've been stepping over black bodies now since the Civil War. These same, the same vein of people, okay? Um, their, their idea, right? So in, in the Bolshevik Revolution, you had the workers, the proletariat, the people that were being downtrodden. Those, that was a class war. The proletariat, the, the, the lower class versus the bourgeoisie, the upper class right? And the landowners, the kulaks. Well, there isn't such a distinct line anymore between the serfs and the royalty anymore, the proletariat and the bourgeoisie. There isn't such a distinct line. So what do you do? You go for visible differences. Blacks, right? You are being oppressed by the white man. You are being held down, cultural oppression, Racial bias, racial discrimination. All these white people are racists. They're whispering in the ears of the black people, trying to get them to rise up against a system which set them free. So the the previous system, first under the British, and then for 84 years underneath the American uh, Constitution, the U.S. Constitution, the U.S. Constitution eventually could never allow for slavery. It is awful that it took 84 years, but the founders, even though they didn't even know what they were doing per se, um, in the Declaration of Independence, they're giving the idea that all men are created equal. They give this, this, um, this directive that everyone's supposed to be created equal, and they didn't they weren't they didn't live up to their own standards but eventually the the slaves were set free well now you have antifa you have black lives matter and you have the marxists behind them saying no you're still not free you're still being held down by racial bias okay and there is a concerted effort to hold you down well okay uh, let's let's play this out. What uh, what would be the um, concerted effort that white people are trying to hold down black people right now? That Jim Crow is in effect, still in effect, right? Um, there are some some people that give the idea that there is implicit bias that happens with 
Um, first of all, the police department. Okay. And like for black people to get loans, there's this thing called redlining. Um, and that these things are in effect still happening, even though they are not supposed to. Right. So people, white people are just racist and we're just trying to, um, hold them down because eh, we don't really want them to come up to our level or whatever it is. I'm not, I'm, I'm not convinced that's true. I'm not convinced that's true. Is there some residual effects of Jim Crow? Well, yeah. I mean, this happened, Jim Crow was a hundred years or at least the, um, the, the after effects of slavery that, that went into the 1960s, um, desegregation and the civil rights era, right? You had a hundred years of that. Now it's been 55 years about since the civil rights era. You're still going to have some residual effects, but Hey, we did have a black president and I know a lot of liberals and a lot of leftists go, Oh, you can't use that. That doesn't, that doesn't matter. America is still racist. How dare you? What? We had a black president. How does that not count? How does that not count? be kidding me. How does that not count? How did we have a four-star general in Colin Powell? And yet we're still racist somehow. They're still just, oh, no, we don't want them black people coming. No, I refuse to believe that that's true. Black people were downtrodden so long that they're behind. They're behind. They weren't allowed to be educated. They weren't allowed to have the same type of funding. We've taken the fathers out of the households. That's a huge one. That's a massive one right there. Um, through the drug war, which we should end, by the way, I have another podcast about that, but it's not that we're racially against them now. It's that they got some catching up to do. And I think the wrong thing is to do anything with affirmative action. I think, you know, that what that is, is to, um, is to put it's to put black people in a position where they're set up to fail, right? So in affirmative action, basically there's quotas, like we have to have X amount of African-American students get into Harvard and Yale, right? Well, in some situations, these African-American students would do better at like a junior or in, you know, not, not an Ivy league school, but they would do better in, in a school um, that they placed in through their um, SAT scores. Um, but yet we put them into Harvard and then these professors have have an incentive not to let them fail because that looks bad. So they push them through and the education that they're getting is subpar. They would have gotten a better ed- education at a different college. Now, obviously, if a black person is deserving of going to Harvard, going to Yale, then we absolutely should put them in there. They deserve to be there, 100%. And I think they should have equal opportunity for everything that they're, um, for every bit of education that any white person gets. So however you have to fix that, that should happen. But affirmative action has been a failure. It's absolutely been a failure. I mean, it's been around since when? The Clinton era? So 25 years, affirmative action has been in place and nothing, nothing has really helped. Something else is wrong here. Okay. Something else is really, really wrong here. Another thing, reparations. I'm not paying reparations. It's not going to happen. 
at least not willingly. Um, reparations is a bad idea because what it does, and everyone knows this, but I'm going to run over it real quick. What it does is it takes, it takes from people because of the color of their skin and gives to other people because of the color of their skin. It's racist. If you were going to do reparations, which I wouldn't have been totally opposed to, I wouldn't have. If you were going to do reparations, you should have done it in 1866. And you should have taken from known slaveholders and given to those slaves. You should have given them land. You could have given them money, anything. Um, and that would have that would have been appropriate. But it's been 150 something years. It's too late. The ship sailed. We are we are not the same people. They are not the same people. It's too late. Those who committed the crimes and those who had the crimes committed against them have been dead for 100 years now. Reparations had better not happen because that is it's so wrong on so many levels and it's discriminatory, it's it's racist. You know, I'm a third generation American. Okay. I, no one that I have had any contact with as far as in my ancestral tree owned slaves. Everyone was in Norway or Finland long after slavery was ended for 50 plus years. I don't have any direct culpability in this. And neither does like 85% of America. If you actually believe that the story of the immigrant coming to these shores to start anew is a real thing, then you should take that into account before you start talking about reparations, okay? And I know that that's not being very seriously considered, but I do hear it from time to time, and I hear it a lot in the black community. And it's just, no, we're not doing that, you know? I mean, no offense, but I don't have anything to do with slavery. I don't have anything to do with your ancestors being enslaved. And, um, you know, and I'm not even going to bring up the fact that everyone's been a slave at some point, because at this point it's not helpful or whatever, but I guess I did just bring it up. That's whatever. But, um, no, it's, we, we do have to move past it. Um, there's a victim mentality that is, is rampant in the white leftist community. I'm not even talking about black people. Black people do have legitimate gripes a lot, but never be more offended than the person who is having the wrong done to them. And I'm noticing these virtue signaling whites <laughs> being more offended than black people about so many things. And it's like, you're just, you're not going to make it, are you? You are not going to, um, like, if this is the currency that you're peddling, and you're not out there actually contributing to society, you're not out there actually making black people's lives better, then you're a leech and you're a culture vulture and you're, uh, that's real cultural appropriation, right? Now I'm not saying that you shouldn't be on the side of black people in legitimate gripes that, that they may have against the, um, the system. Absolutely. Where it's warranted, you should be able to, but, um, I'm just seeing a lot of, uh, I'm seeing a lot of white people, especially, you know, the Antifa, Black Lives Matter type folks, the Marxists that have 
co-opted this whole thing for their own ends. And it's pretty gross. It's pretty gross. And you know what, to be honest with you, legitimate business owners and the people that built America and the people that are still building America, we, we don't want that. None of us want that. We are a silent majority. And um, once we decide that we've had enough, we've just had enough and it's over. But you have to get, if it ever gets as bad as it could to the point where the heart of America and the people that keep America going, the people that work hard and just stay quiet, they pay their bills, they you know go to church, um, they raise their families. When those people, when you start messing with those people, if they ever rise up, that's a huge majority of America, a huge majority. And they also happen to be the people with guns, which is um, kind of uh, should be kind of daunting for the other side, I guess. And I'm not I'm not calling anybody to violent activity. I'm just saying it, it, if a if a civil war was to happen, that would be um, it just wouldn't be a good idea for the other side. So what they have to do, and, and they're doing it now, what they have to do is they have to tear down societal landmarks, call everyone racist, give everyone guilt, give everyone this original sin, if you, if you will, of white guilt, that because you were born a certain color, you, you had some culpability in this slavery, and you're not doing anything to absolve yourself of these sins. And it's religious. It really is religious because if you see how they are self-flagellating, they are, um, they, they take it upon themselves to assume the guilt of their ancestors. And, and then they lash out at others who aren't assuming that guilt and they make them the bad guys, the racists, the bigots, the sexists, the homophobes, and um, it's mostly the people that they're talking about are mostly people that just go to work and come home, eat dinner with their families, go to sleep, wake up, do it all over again, just keep America going. Um, so these are the people that they're aiming at. And it's, it's, it's definitely a, a tiny minority, but they're loud. And the media, who are awful. Um, I have no love for the media. I think the media is awful. And, um, I'm trying to remember who said, I think it was Michael Malice said that he always thought that the Democrat, the democratic party had a, um, like a propaganda wing and that was the media. And then he realized one day that it was the other way around, that the propaganda wing was actually the democratic party and the media were the real, the real uh, bosses in this situation. And their agenda is fueled by, well, it's, it's fueled by uh, views and numbers and things like that. But it also, um, it also has this bias, a left-wing bias. And I think there's some old school Marxists that are behind it the media corporations, the media giants have a lot of, um, a lot of those influences and they, they just continue to 
push out this propaganda and the, the Democratic Party, they have to bow the knee to the media moguls who who um, push these articles that say, you know, um, if they say Nancy Pelosi, you know, is a bigot or whatever, she's now on the back foot. She has to defend herself. So she's not pulling the strings. It's not her. If she is pulling strings, it's on behalf of the media. And these media giants will continue to push until they get their way. And I'm not sure what their actual agenda is. It seems kind of self-defeating to embrace a Marxist agenda, because usually when you get an actual Marxist system, the media gets consolidated under one giant Pravda, and it's controlled by the state, and you don't have um, you don't have these media giants in charge anymore. But maybe they don't see that far into the future. Maybe they don't care. They're doing well because of hating Trump and um, going up against the Christian right. And they just see the dollars just flying in. And even though they are failing to some level, to some degree, they've had a massive boon because of the Trump presidency. There's always a story to write. In fact, the stories are kind of writing themselves. So um, they can continue to push out this propaganda. And it kind of makes you wonder, what is their actual end goal? Or do they even think that far ahead? All I know is, is if you trace this thing to its origin, I would, I would be willing to bet Soros, George Soros, the Hungarian billionaire estimated to have 26 billion dollars but it's probably much more i've heard that it's much more he bought up a bunch of uh serbian precious metal uh mines um recently and has been funding this open society which consists of um sort of uh central planners that uh pay for demonstrators and the black lives matter and, and, and Antifa he's behind all that. It's actually documented. They've, they've traced the financial, um, they've tried traced the financials back to, to Soros. But anyway, um, I bet you he's behind it and, and any friends that he has and his son and everything. Um, he once said that he would spend every dime he has to make the world an open socialist society. $26 billion, at least $26 billion he would spend every dime if he knew that it would result in an open socialist society. That's pretty alarming. And I don't think people realize just how powerful this guy is. I, I really don't think they do. They underestimate him. He's, I believe, 90 years old. Maybe a little older than that. Um, he was around during World War II. He was, he was um, in Hungary as a young, you know, a teenage boy when the Nazis came in, and as he says, he did what he had to do, which meant um, giving names and pointing out houses of other Jewish people in Hungary for the Nazis. He's a Jew, and um, he was selling out his other Jewish compatriots. Um, and he, uh, basically ended up very, very rich through some means or another. 
um, because he just, he was a man who was willing to do whatever it took. And along the lines, somewhere along the line, he um, came under the the tutelage of Marxists. And he found that it was a society that he wanted to live in. And it's kind of weird because, you know, he lived all the way through um, the Soviet Union. He saw their downfall. He saw the downfall of all of the Eastern European states and the Berlin Wall coming down. And yet he still looks at it and goes, no, this is good. This is what I want. I want bread lines. I want gulags. I want, you know, I want, um, as they say uh, in Mother Russia, TV watches you. You know, that's the kind of thing I want. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. I just, I don't get it. These people are delusional. They truly are delusional. And um, I I am hoping and praying that things settle down and that the Antifa types can go back under their rocks. We didn't hear about them for a couple of years. It was kind of nice. Actually, it was really nice. And the Black Lives Matter group, um, which try to act like they're for black lives, but they're really not. They, they, they're behind, um, you know, they're all for 55 million abortions, most of which, or a, a large percentage of which are black babies that are aborted. But you know what? Hey, black lives matter. Totally. You know, um, they're totally, they're totally for black lives. It's, it's not, it's just so hypocritical. But anyway, these are my thoughts. Yeah. I know it's a long rant. Um, but to be honest with you, it kind of feels good to be able to do that because there is so much wrong. And I know there's a lot of people ranting right now. There's a lot of people on the right that are talking like I'm talking right now. And they just, um, there's a lot of people that are putting out all this information, but, um, it just, it's kind of cathartic. It feels good to be able to say it. So anyway, um, thank you very much for listening. And I will try to provide more content um, in the next, you know, in the foreseeable future. I'm going to try to do it more often. And I want to do a podcast series on, well, there's a few things. I have a few ideas. One of them is on dictators, you know, despots, people that, um, people that took over their countries and held onto them by just iron will and being able to do whatever it was that had to be done. Um, and you know, these are some of the most evil people in history, but they're also some of the most interesting, which is kind of too bad if you think about it. And then also, uh, one on sort of organized crime, you know, drug cartels, the mafia, um, gangsters from the prohibition era, things like that. Um, but I don't want it to be just kind of boring and dry, like in on September 8th, 1922, there was a massacre of the, you know, who knows? Uh, I don't want it to be like that. Um, but I want to get into the sort of psychology of these people. Um, not that I'm a trained psychologist at all, but there are some interesting trends that you'll see. So anyway, um, thank you for listening and I will talk to you soon.